Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. There's so much happening in our world today, it's nearly impossible to keep up with it. From the Russian invasion of Ukraine to the end of the pandemic, the world is changing at such a rapid pace. Today, Pastor J.D. will bring some insight into these changes. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 13th, 2022. I want to share with you another email that I received from another brother that I'm hoping not only ties into all of this, but in some way may explain all of this. It kind of takes all of the moving parts, as they say, and it puts them all together and ties it all together. And you get the big picture and you go, oh, now I see it. Oh, now that makes sense. I'm going to withhold his name to protect his identity. because of the nature of what he writes. I have to say that this is one of the most honest and heartfelt emails I've ever received. And this is probably as good of a time as any for the benefit of those of you watching online. We receive literally thousands of emails on a daily basis. Please don't get mad at us when we don't respond. We just can't. It's not that we don't want to. We just cannot because of the sheer volume of the emails. Man, I tell you, it's been interesting. I don't know if you're seeing this, but I'm seeing a viciousness as of late on the part of professing Christians that I I don't remember seeing before. So this this email was, in fact, I, I've been sitting on it for a couple of weeks now. I've been praying about it for a couple of weeks now. And then I petitioned the throne and I got the green light from the Lord to share it with you today because it really fits in with what we're talking about today and talking about the elephant in the room. He writes, thank you for your ministry and all your helpers. I do have a question. I am a saved, conservative Republican who just doesn't understand why evangelicals love Trump. Should we bow our heads, close our eyes, some of you can slip out. Now we need to talk about this elephant. Even the shepherds of the church defend Trump without even holding him accountable. They just make excuses for him. He gave us the deal of the century, Abraham Accords, Operation Warp Speed, 
USMCA, United States-Mexico, Canada agreement, and excessive printing of the dollar, etc. In my mind, his actions are the opposite of what he says, and he's right. He reminds me of a Trojan horse, or he's just a good liar. And then he says this, listen, if the deal of the century and the Abraham Accords become the covenant with death, the vaccine becomes the mark of the beast, the USMCA becomes one of the ten kings, and excessive printing leads to economic collapse, he has done more to fulfill Bible prophecy than anyone can imagine. If he helps with the third temple, this is even worse. I could be wrong about all of this, but why is the bride of Christ so enamored with this guy? And where's the discernment? Hmm. Good question. How would you answer that? Do you want me to answer it? I will. You sure you want me to? Because I will. <laughs> you know not what you ask. That's because he did all of that. Well, what do you mean? Well, let's just rewind to January of 2020, when the long-awaited deal of the century was unveiled. And I could, it was a Tuesday. I couldn't wait to get back to my office. I wanted to download the 38-page PDF file and kind of comb through it. And finally, after how many years, you know, this deal of the century. And I got to, uh, I forget the paragraph and page number, but the heading was, End of Claims, End of Conflict. Wait, what? Let's read further. Oh, um, the Jews need to end their claims to Jerusalem to end the conflict. And the Palestinians need to end their claims to end the conflict. Oh, you don't say, that's not what my Bible says. Listen, I grew up in a home being told by my mother and father, that I was a Palestinian. I got saved at age 19, started reading my Bible, and started realizing that, wait a minute, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. It's a manufactured, fabricated name that was started about 2,000 years ago, when Rome destroyed Jerusalem, captured Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and as was the custom in that day, they would name the city that they just conquered after the arch enemy of that city, those people they just conquered. Who was the arch enemy of the Israelites? The Philistines. So they named it originally Ariella Capitalina. That doesn't fit very well on a... <laughs> so they eventually changed it to Philistia, which is a transliteration in the English of Philistine or Palestine. And for almost 2,000 years it was called Palestine. Not because there's Palestinians there, 
but because the ancient Philistines were the enemy of the Israelites. So, go back to the last century. Enter one Yasser Arafat. Remember him? He's Egyptian. He was Egyptian, not Palestinian. Well then, who are these people that call themselves the Palestinians? They're Arabs. They're a melting pot, a mixing of different Arab people groups. I call them the Ites, the Edomites, Moabites, all the Ites. Flashlights, termites if you want, whatever. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. My dad was born in Alexandria, Egypt. You don't call an Egyptian an Arab. They'll take offense. They're Egyptian. And here's the best illustration. If you've got a better one, please let me know. I could actually use a better one, because this one deals with dogs. (laughs) So, you know, a mutt. What's the Hawaiian word for a mixed breed? What you guys said. (laughs) Our online church is going, what was it? I didn't hear it. Well, we'll figure it out and let you know. But what is it? Poi. Poi dog. Oh, see? Poi dog. Mutt. You call it a mutt. It's a mixture of all of these different breeds. Actually, we got one. We think, we think it's a mixture of a terrier and a, a chihuahua, which is a very interesting dog. <laughs> it's a very interesting mix. Cool dog, though. Anyway, so Arabs are mutts. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I'm a mutt. My dad was a purebred Egyptian. A German Shepherd, Australian Shepherd. Those are purebreds, right? You look at that, that's a German Shepherd. You look at this other one, you go, that's a dog. <laughs> okay, are, we, are you with me still? How am I doing? Not very well? The, the Palestinians are Arabs. They are a mixture of different people groups. So the deal of the century comes out, end of claims, end of conflict. Wait a minute. The Jews lay claim legitimately to their eternal capital, Jerusalem. And by the way, before you start ending claims to try to end a conflict, which you'll never do, you might want to talk to the Lord about it, because He said in His Word that of all of the cities, out of all of the tribes, of Israel. He has chosen Jerusalem to put his name on. A couple years ago I did an update on just that, literally. The name of God is on Jerusalem, literally. His name of ownership. So if you want to, have you checked with the owner on that? You know what, I'm being snarky and whatever. Just, it's a sanctified snarky, okay? Well, that was the beginning of the end for me with a lot of my friends. All of a sudden I've got two-hour phone conversations with these guys going, "Uh, this is good. And I'm telling them, no, it's not. This is not good. This is January of 2020. You know what happened after January of 2020, right? And then all of a sudden this, I'm going to call this happens. 
I'm sorry, two weeks to flatten the curve. Come on. And then throughout the year of 2020, Trump, who by the way, the mere mention of his name, will invite vitriol and viciousness, the likes of which you could have never imagined would come from a professing brother or sister in Christ. But it's the truth. This is the elephant in the room that we need to talk about. So then he starts talking about Operation Warp Speed. And then he's going to use the military. Really? Hmm. Um, let's put the Abraham Accords in there. Oh, let's talk about, yeah, but he's, he's pro-Israel. Is he? Yeah, he moved the, the capital from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, that's what we saw on TV. Yeah, but he's a Christian. No, he's not. Come on, pastor. Don't judge. Oh, I can have judgment. I don't see any fruit. He's not a Christian. Yeah, but what about when he speaks at churches and well, he might speak at churches and have some very close, famous evangelical friends. But he's never once proclaimed the name of Jesus Christ as Savior. And here's the problem. Um, he's also never fancied himself as being one who needs to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, but he's done a lot for Israel, a lot for the church. Well, that's what he said. But do you know what he actually did? So to answer this brother's question, where's the discernment? <sighs> hmm. I guess my answer is going to be just simply, there is no discernment. Because the average Christian is ignorant about the Word of God. So when something or someone comes along like this, they're so gullible, they just buy it hook, line, and sinker, as they say. It's only those who discern and have, like I mentioned at the beginning, discerning ears to hear. It's not what we want to hear, but it's what we need to hear. It's the elephant in the room that needs to be talked about, because nobody's talking about it. They're just avoiding it because it's too controversial. It's too divisive. Well, that should tell you something right there. And by the way, that's the whole point of this. This gets back to Luke 21, 28. Just hear me out, please. When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads. It doesn't say rise up. Look up. I wonder, I want to be very careful how I say this. I say this very lovingly, very humbly. I wonder if there's no discernment concerning this, because deep down inside of the heart, and I'm not trying to judge the motive of the heart here, I'm just speaking from the heart here. 
deep down in their heart, they want to believe that there's still hope for this nation, and as such, this world. There might be other explanations. I'm certainly open to other explanations, but as best as I can tell, the only thing that comes anywhere close to explaining this or answering this is the roots of one's life are dug down too deep into the temporal soil of this world. And so deep down inside, they they want everything to be okay. And the elephant in the room is everything is not okay. In fact, everything is really, really bad, and it's going to get really, really worse. (laughs) Please know that I love this country so much. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, to my Egyptian father and my Arab mother, and we immigrated legally, of course, (laughs) to America when I was nine months old, 1963. And my parents fled the Middle East because of Islam at that time to come to America. It was their dream. And they studied and worked so hard for five years. And I'll never forget that day with tears streaming down their face when they became American citizens and they got their citizenship. But the country that my parents immigrated to in 1963 is not the country that we live in today in 2022. And I think maybe the question needs to be asked, are you going to be okay with that? Because this world, this nation is not our home. We're just passing through. We're in the world, but not of the world. Now, we've talked about the elephant in the room. But the question is, what do we do about the elephant in the room? Good question. I think the question is better asked this way. What's God going to do about the elephant in the room? Answer? (laughs) God has given us His word that He will act on behalf of those who wait for Him. This was actually our study on Thursday night in Isaiah 64, verse 4. It says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for Him. (laughs) Can, Can you just let me have a little bit more fun with this one, just real quick? What are you looking at? Oh, I'm looking to Him. Why? I'm waiting for Him. Why? Because He said, if I wait for Him and look to Him, He'll act on my behalf. Wait, aren't you going to protest? Just a second. Can you show me where that is? One more thing, I've got to be careful now. This whole left, right, red, blue, I cannot handle it anymore. But anytime I see anything that starts off with the left, oh, even the right wing 
Listen, how is it that, I mean, boy, the, the enemy has done, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We're talking about the powers of darkness in these principalities, four entities that Paul describes in Ephesians 6, right? We're going to actually talk about that a little bit more in the uh, But God testimony. I, I chose this one. You'll, you'll see why. But <laughs> if I say left, right, red, blue, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, why is it that people automatically assume that if I'm not for Trump that I must have voted for Biden? Boy, the enemy's sure done a number on us, hasn't he? Do you realize that's the whole point, right? It's to divide us. Divide and conquer. We did an update devoted to just that. This is right out of Satan's playbook. He wants to get right against left, red against blue, conservative against liberal, Republican against Democrat. So then what are you, J.D.? Are you left or right? I'm up. No, I mean that. I'm up. Why does it have to be either or? It's neither. You'll forgive me for the way I'm saying this, but for lack of a better way of saying it, if you've been sucked into that left-right paradigm, you're deceived. You're deceived. I want to say I feel better now, but I don't because I feel like I just dumped on you. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Since when did the Christian buy into this notion that if we just get our guy in office, everything's going to be okay? Really? How's that worked out for you? Okay. Now I feel a little bit better, so let's move on. This actually, both Thursday's Bible study and then second service coming up, tie in together with today's update. When you don't know what to do about the elephant in the room, (laughs) wait for the Lord to act and let the Lord avenge and deliver you. I want to share with you three Psalms. I'm sure most of you are familiar with, especially Psalm 91. What a great psalm. Verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the, watch this, wait for it, perilous pestilence. That's, that's happening right now. And He's going to deliver me from that? Yeah. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. 
If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. 